Welcome to Running is Lovely. I'm Stuart. And I'm Amy. And you're listening to the podcast that loves to love running and everything. That's right. We asked for your feedback and we've decided to change, to become better people and love running. From now on, we're only going to focus on the wonderful parts of running and the beautiful people that take part in their <laughs> no, not really. Fuck that shit. Running is bullshit. Welcome to Running is Bullshit, and this time we're going to talk all about how 2019 was bullshit. Amy, was 2019 a bullshit year for you? It pretty much was, actually, for reasons that we'll get into. We absolutely will. On there. <laughs> first of all, oh, that's a great teaser, Amy. Well done, thanks. Uh, first of all, the most important thing, Amy, lots of new Christmas tea for you, yeah? Lots of new Christmas tea. Yeah, I bought myself a Christmas present. I bought Good myself um, some matcha. So Ooh, as tea poncy. connoisseurs among you will know, matcha is quite expensive. Matcha is quite a premium tea product. Um, so yeah, I brought myself some matcha, which is flavoured with peaches and cream. And that is, that it's is some proper. You're in some proper tea wanker territory there, aren't you? Oh, that's... Okay, so shout out to Bird and Blend. You know, if we're not sponsored by them, but if they want unofficial to sponsor sponsors, us, you yeah. know, unofficial sponsors, we won't say no to them sponsoring us. I went into their new, well, newish shop in Cardiff and had a look around, and they have the most amazing flavoured matcha. So matcha on its own is okay, but oh my God, peaches and cream matcha, you need to hear that shit up. It's amazing. Yeah, speaking of our unofficial uh, sponsors there, perhaps we should shout out to them again. I got a shared load of tea for Christmas. I've got a load here. I got spiced pumpkin pie, salted mm. caramel leb cooking, baby spice, rainbow chai, fruit pie chai, baby and toffee spice. chai. Yeah, baby spice is a... Uh, I'm just going for that there. It's a... Ca- um, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's just kind of a, a nice kind of spicy tea. Uh, great for kids because it's caffeine free. So much mm. tea. And at the moment, I'm not drinking Bird and Blend. I'm drinking a Taylor's of Harrogate Christmas Spice Tea because it's still Christmas in our hearts. It is. It is. It's still Christmas. It's not whatever it is. What Twelfth night or whenever it is when the kings came or something or other, isn't it? What the fuck is that? You know, is the end of Christmas is the twelfth night. Isn't oh, it? don't bring I, religion I don't into know. Christmas, Amy. You'll ruin it. <laughs> something to do with the kings and visiting Jesus. Or, I don't know. Something like that. Nobody cares. <laughs> So are you drinking your wanky tea right now? I'm drinking my wanky tea right now. I don't know whether you can see. It's green. You can't see it all. I'm going to pour it all over my laptop if I do that. I've actually been drinking too much of it. um, Because matcha is quite strong, I think, with caffeine and stuff. Um, Have you been green? No, it hasn't. I've just been drinking too much. I had like three cups yesterday and my partner had to say at like eight o'clock at night, you need to stop. You need to stop drinking the matcha. So I am. And it's very expensive. So I need to like sort of, you know, space it out a bit. No, but yeah, I am drinking the matcha. Good for you. Well done. That can only help, surely. <laughs> so, Amy, uh, on our last last year's episode, 2018 mm-hmm. was bullshit. You made mm-hmm. a resolution uh, yep. to fight two bears and kill a man. Yep. Uh, how are we doing for that? There's still time. What's the date today? Okay, so it's only the 29th of December, the day okay. of recording. How many bears have you fought so far? Well, I'm kind of hoping I can get them all done at once. So fight to get bears okay. and kill a man in the same sort of activity. Well, that would so, be ideal. Yeah, that'd be a time saver. Yeah, I've, I've still got a few days. I've still got a few days to work it out. If anyone listeners have any suggestions to how that might happen. 
or want to set it up for me. <laughs> if anyone wants to be an accomplice to Amy's crime, then uh, just yeah. get in contact in the normal way. Are, are there any suicidal zookeepers out there <laughs> want to help me achieve my dream? <laughs> this got dark. <laughs> got Amy, dark. you said 2019 was bullshit. How bullshit was it for you? It was pretty bullshit because I didn't really run much, basically. I haven't even no. looked. You know, on Stra- you know on Strava, you can see like your yearly mileage. And normally yeah. I get about a thousand. And I'm always like, you just over a thousand, averaging about a hundred miles a month. And I'm always like, yeah, great. I've hit a thousand. I've gone over a thousand. This year, I don't even want to look because I, I don't think it'll even be near 500. Um, so yeah, it has been bullshit for various excuses for not running. Um, things like being ill. Uh, what were my other excuses? Oh, starting a new job, being oh, ill, man. getting food poisoning, having a cold, all those things. My, do you want to hear my latest excuse? I do want to hear your latest running? excuse, always. That's what we're here uh, for. Yeah, I've now got a puppy, so that's my latest excuse. Oh, you don't have to mention it again. <laughs> so a few weeks ago, I think it was a couple of weeks ago now, um, we brought home a corgi puppy, nine oh. weeks old. But he's a complete pain in the ass, and... <laughs> I mean, this is my first... I've, I've had dogs before when I was younger, like family dogs, but this is my first dog as an adult that's, you know, like my dog. And they're such a handful. I mean, well, people say, like, looking after raising a puppy is hard, but it is hard. I haven't slept properly in two weeks. I've been up every night cleaning up shit everywhere. Like, don't even get me started. The other morning was Poomageddon. He, he, he had a shit in his crate and he just walked it everywhere. So there I am at two o'clock in the morning. I'm having to take up all his pads. I'm having to clean down the floor. I'm having to put him in the bath. He's like trying to bite me. Just an absolute fucking nightmare. But he's really cute. And I get lots of likes on Instagram. So, you know, it swings around about. Give out his Instagram handle because it's beautiful. I mean, we don't see any of the shit in the poo. All we see is sleeping and playing. And it it honestly makes me angry how cute he is. Just I'm yep, sorry, I'm like, yeah. fuck you, Amy, like, oh, God, I hate you. <laughs> Gotta keep up the social media appearance. Okay, so it's long boy, and it's long, and then B-O-I for boy, underscore Finley, F-I-N-L-E-Y, because his name's Finley. So, uh, oh, that's clever. Well done. I know, and I'm hoping, I don't know whether any of our listeners have corgis, but I did a bit of research before getting him, because the whole reason why I got him is because I wanted a dog with a bit of energy, and obviously he's a a herding dog so he does have energy but I wanted a dog that could live in a flat as well like live in an apartment Mm -hmm. which corgis are very good at um but I also read online from some people that they take their corgis running so I'm wondering if anyone has corgis and when they take them running obviously I've got to wait until he's about two years old and fully grown to probably take him running but if any listeners have a corgi which they're quite rare I guess so not likely but I'd love to so it's fingers crossed for you that they don't and they're actually not very good at running so you don't have to (laughs) I wanted to be my motivation. I wanted to be like, come on, Amy, let's go running. And it'll get me out the door. That's why I bought him. That's the best the best reason to buy a dog is for selfish needs. If he starts talking to you, you've definitely drunk too much matcha. I know. I think so. It's the lack of sleep. It's the lack of sleep from the matcha. It's a deadly cocktail. <laughs> I don't know if you just heard that bark then, whether that got captured oh, on the audio. There he goes. Oh, bless him. There he knows go. he's been talked oh. about. So yeah, gorgeous. yeah. Oh, I love him so much. I love him yeah. always barking. Oh, squeeze his face until he dies. <laughs> Don't call the RSPCA. Wow. It's the match talking. Any highlights for you? Highlights? Well, I don't know whether I mentioned on the podcast, but I ran an ultra. Did you? I, know, I, I kept quiet about it. I didn't really talk so about subtle. it. So it may surprise some people. Uh, yeah, I ran an ultra. 
And actually, for saying that my longest run was, this is, again, this is something I've told a million times this podcast, but a reminder, my longest run was 14 miles, and it was a, well, it ended up being a 42-mile ultra. Fuck it out. Um, for saying that, I actually, I was running towards the end, you know? I ran walk the entire thing, so... Yeah, so it, and it was pretty successful. I didn't get injured. Um, my feet and legs were aching like they would do after running 42 miles. Mm. But then, you know, the next day I felt okay. And so I take that as a success. I finished. I was running 50% of it and I didn't injure myself. So that was a highlight. Um, and I got a 10k PB again after not really running much. So I think this whole not running thing actually works quite well. I recommend it as a training strategy. Perhaps you <laughs> <Yeah>. should switch <laughs> it up for next year, do running next year and see how it compares. You know, I am going to enter the same ultra marathon and actually train for it because it was a confidence boost to only do yeah. a 14 mile long run and be able to complete a 42 mile ultra and not feel too shit after. I think... I'll have another go this year and hopefully like do it a bit quicker. So, if you can get yeah. in a couple of 20 milers and just see like, oh, look, that makes a difference. Exactly, exactly. And then I won't be perhaps falling asleep on my feet for the final 10K, you know? You probably <laughs> still will be, to be fair. That's kind of the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. How about you? How was your 2019 bullshit? Uh, it was also bullshit for me, I'm afraid. Uh, mm-hmm. I looked at my like total, because I'm obsessed with the stats, I always have to look. Uh, my total mileage for this year is going to end up being lower than it was in 2015, um, which is kind of pretty bad, because generally, you know, you like to increase year on year. Uh, last year was my best year ever, basically. So I think last year I said it wasn't bullshit. It was an amazing year for me. This year's been a bit crap, because my, my only aims really were to get rid of the niggly injuries that I had, and I haven't mm-hmm. done that at all. And I do have a better idea of why they're there, so I'm kind of starting to do something about them a bit. But I've learned just mm-hmm. to kind of get on with it because they're like, they're, yeah. they're kind of there. They're going to ache a bit, but I can still run through them. So, you know, so yeah, I've run 600 kilometers less than last year. I only did three weeks over 40K, which is about 40K was kind of in my mind, you know, roughly what I'd like to be doing. I didn't get any PBs. I don't think I got any PBs this year. I did run another ultra. That was nice. I enjoyed that. And I did do two runs which had more than a thousand meters of, uh, of elevation. So that's kind of cool as well. I do enjoy those really, really horrible, stupid runs. I'd love to do more of those. Um, I did lots of the coast path as well. That was lovely. Lots more of the Welsh coast path. I've covered quite a decent chunk of that now. And I'm going to do even more next year because it's lovely. Um, so yeah, for next year, I don't know, I guess we'll talk about that at the end of the episode. Save some for the end. Oh yeah. Did you have a favorite race other than the ultra? Did you have anything, a favorite race or event (laughs) for the year? I was thinking about this. I was thinking, you know what? I entered a lot of races and didn't turn up to them. Oh (laughs) shit, I did Reykjavik, didn't I? Yeah, Reykjavik. (laughs) I went to Iceland and did Reykjavik, so I totally forgot. Because I was sitting down and I was thinking... Did I actually run any races this year? I was like, oh yeah, the ultra. Oh yeah, the 10k in the bay. And then the other races, I was thinking, but I didn't actually go to those, did I? Um, but Reykjavik, yeah, that was probably my favourite race, just because mm. it was just good fun and the weather was perfect. And yeah, it was in Iceland. I mean, what more could you ask for? That's not bad. Yeah. So, so what yeah. one of your aims for next year could be to turn up to the races that you've entered. Yeah, I need to run, I need to go to the races, yeah, go to the races I've entered, run the distances, I say I'm going to run and not like drop down to a half marathon rather than a marathon, um, yeah, all just sort of basic things I should be doing anyway, that, but yeah. that's like, that extends to everywhere else in my life as well, just do the things you're supposed to be doing anyway and stop being lazy. <laughs> yeah, you think it won't be that hard. Uh, I think my favourite was Darth Mannion, which we covered uh, quite well in episode 13, just because it was really stupid, a really kind of different 
kind of race. I mean, it was kind of a half marathon trail race, but it felt very different because it was kind of, you know, the, the way they market it and the way they run it is very stupid. And it's it's really, really good fun. I definitely recommend that one. And it raises lots of money for charities. So we like those races. Hey. Amy, we do have some big news. Stand big back, news. get ready, take a seat, sit down. This is big. I mean, it's not, you know, it's fine. Um, So our big news is to help us continue next year running is bullshit is now on patreon now we don't want to be <gasps> i know gosh i'm sure people are walking around and running with their headphones in they've just got <gasps> and people are looking at them concerned that they're injured but no uh, we don't want to be kind of mega pushy about it because i know it can get a little annoying um sometimes people are always asking for money but now you can become an official paid up bullshitter by supporting us with as little as one dollar a month it all has to be in dollars i'm afraid because it's an american thing and that's just what we have um so that tiny amount like a dollar a month is 76 pence that means we can bring you two episodes every month you know we'll try not to skip any we'll always try and do two a month and hopefully it'll eventually add up and we, so we can buy new equipment so we can improve audio quality and pay for new lines of merch because generally we don't have enough just to sell them uh, as they come we have to kind of buy them in advance so that any money that we get will be put back into the show to make it even better there's a number of tiers to this as well. So it starts from $1 a month and there are rewards with each of these tiers. So Amy, give us the first one. $1 a month gets you a shout out and our eternal love and gratitude. I mean, that's priceless, really. No, it's not. It's $1. It's $1. But, you know, if that was me listening right now, I think, you know what? Take all my money. But eternal love and gratitude. That's for, shit money for you can't For 76 buy. pence? I mean, you're not even going to notice that, are you? Come on. No, no, no. Five dollars gets you an even bigger shout out and eternal love and gratitude, of course. And you get a mention on our socials as a generous and beautiful human being. We will praise you in any way that we can for just five dollars a month. That's the sort of promo you want. It is. Twelve dollars a month gets you a running is BS buff. So this is a new way to buy a buff. You can't just buy it through us anymore via Facebook messages or however else we were doing it before. So if you pledge $12 a month, we'll send you a running as BS buff, but you only need to pay once and then you can downgrade or cancel your subscription. So you don't need to continue paying $12 every month. Just, you know, either downgrade to one of the lower tiers or just cancel and we'll still send you a buff. Yeah, absolutely. Patreon doesn't do one-off payments, unfortunately. So you have to sign up for a monthly. It comes out of your account straight away and then just cancel. You can carry on giving us money if you want, but you won't get more buffs. Now, the last one, the exciting one, $30 a month, only 22 quid, gets you a 30-second advert on each of the two episodes that month. That's huge. Come on. You can advertise your company, your race. Uh, you can send us some audio, or we can just make something up because we're pretty creative and clever people. Or if you haven't got anything to advertise, just advertise yourself, and we can spend 30 seconds just praising you or insulting you uh, however you like. Amazing. I-, I would like to add something to this $30 yes. offering. Absolutely, yeah. For everyone that pledges $30 a month, I will take 10 extra minutes prepping for the podcast. Please, please give us $30 a month. Oh my God, that would be so useful. That will literally increase the time by uh, Amy prepares for the podcast by 10 minutes each month. So yeah, that's yeah. an amazing it's, month. Thank you so much. If three people pledge $30 a month, that's 30 minutes of me prepping. Imagine the how the quality will... Well, I, I, I you know what? If I'd have prepared better, I'd have something to say right now. So that's all we need to know. You wouldn't be making things up on the fly and committing yourself to things. <laughs> you, you really, really don't want to happen. 
exactly yeah do it for the greater good um, <laughs> so as we said you know we'll try not to be too pushy about it we'll add it into each of our episodes and we'll talk about it and we'll we'll tell you who's pledging to us and as i said the money will all go back into the podcast we ain't gonna be making any money out of this but it's only for a dollar a month come on you can you can miss that so some tweets to catch up on in response to the last episode so lisa at miss wissy Running tech and tracking is BS. Have forgotten my watch and Strava failing to record my run. I feel as though I need to go do it again to prove I did it. Uh, yeah, I know you what you're saying, Lisa. Yeah, you need to do it again because if it's not on Strava, you didn't do it, basically. Lisa, you did not run. No. Simple as that. Go out and do it again. Do it again twice, just in case. Rebecca at mouse underscore runs. Running is bullshit. We agree. This morning, my thick thighs rubbed a hole in my favourite leggings, which then rubbed a hole in my thigh. Had to stop and buy plasters to stick to my leg and stick my legging back together. Chafing hurts. Chafing is bullshit. I hope that wasn't down to the bone, Rebecca. (laughs) Rubbed a hole in your thigh. (laughs) I'm just imagining like a perfect kind of drilled hole through the flesh, which is, oh, that's nasty. That's bullshit. I have shorts that every time, all my shorts, whenever I wear them, if it rains or I get particularly sweaty, they chafe like a motherfucker. And I end up running with like blood coming down my legs and it looks like I've had a lady accident. (laughs) Why don't you not wear those shorts? (laughs) Because every pair of shorts I wear does the same thing. And I should get some of those like um, compression things to put underneath, but that's just more gear I've got to buy. So I just put up with it. I'm just, you know, (laughs) I'm just hard like that. I can just put up with it. Again, I always think back when our first episode, which called Nipples a Bullshit, and like a couple of weeks ago, went for a run in the rain, fucked my nipples up again. For like a week, they were incredibly sore. I'm like, why will I not learn? What is wrong with me? Exactly. Well, there's us doing, you know, complaining about this, and there's pin skin men out there just pinning a... Maybe that's what started it. You thought, you know what? I've just got to learn to live through the pain. And he learned to live through the nipple pain, and now he's just pinning, pinning race numbers to his bare flesh. What a legend. <laughs> On Facebook, the Earl of Tewkesbury confirmed he is the Earl of Tewkesbury. He said it was a title a friend bought him from an ad in the back of Private Eye. He thinks he owns Tewkesbury and may even one day find out where it is. Honestly, I'm not sure how much of this to believe. Okay, should we just choose to believe it because it's more fun? Isn't there an actual Earl of Tewkesbury? That sounds like a thing. Or is that just like a jokey thing people say? Because I, I have heard know. the term the Earl of Tewkesbury before, so I don't know whether that's be a real person or whether it's just because it's like a joke title. That I think I looked so it up, confused. and I think like they used to be, but that hasn't been for a long, long time. So perhaps that's why. No, because this new one killed him and took his place or something. That's how you. That's how new earls are created. Yeah, sorry, Earl. Yeah, as I said, I don't know how much of that to believe or how much of that he believes. I think is probably more worrying. Uh, let's choose to believe. Too much it. matcher. Yeah, in running news, he said, Dr. Google says I have a classic stress fracture. And so we'll be taking a few weeks off. (laughs) Classic stress fracture. He'll be eating twice his body weight and self-pity and getting back out there in the new year with all the other New Year resolution bunnies. Running in January is bullshit. Yeah, it is. Oh, be nice to them. That's going to be me. (laughs) Oh, bless. Okay, you'll be a brand new... There'll be people seeing you in like brand new gear. Like, oh, look at her. She's probably... Look at her. She looks like she's never run before. I have bought some new gear to try and get me motivated. And the other thing is, like, I'm a slow runner anyway, and I am a lot slower now, um, having gone back into it. But either way, I'm like, I'm a slow runner, that's fine, that's cool. But whenever I run in January, 
I can tell people are looking at me like, oh, bless, new runner. It's like, bitch, just because I'm slow doesn't mean I'm a new runner. And I have to tell them, like, they just look at me and I say, I've run an ultra. Just just tell them, you know, put them in their place. Wear your ultra t-shirt every run that you do. Yeah, but the thing is, it doesn't say that it's an ultra on it, so I have to tell them. Oh, really? You know, oh, just when they give me that judgmental look. But I do get that. And I've had people go, oh, well done, and things to me before, like random people. I'm thinking, fuck off. <laughs> I, I've been running for fucking years i'm just slow you know do you know what i've started doing recently is i've I've been wearing my ultra t-shirts at the gym just Mm -hmm. to let people know that's why i'm shit at the gym because i like it's just like i'm a i'm a runner that i'm a runner that's why i'm doing shit weights here because there's people obviously you know there's people at the gym again they don't really care i think a lot Mm -hmm. of the places you go to the people are just doing their own thing but i just always feel like there's a guy next to me smashing out 150 kilos on something and there's me picking up 20 i'm like it's because i'm a runner i've got little runner arms i ran here so there yeah exactly i just feel i have to justify why i'm shit Yeah, exactly. That's me every single January, like, chugging along at my slow pace. It's like, no, I'm an ultra runner. That's why I'm slow. Yeah, let's see these hench bastards do 30 miles. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, We had lots of people getting in touch with us as well about injury bullshit. And there's some some cracking ones here. Uh, Cracking, almost literally, I think, some of them. Jason Newell, at JP Newell 2001. He said, my knee collapsed during the British Masters Decathlon Championships high jump. And I wiped out the upright knocking myself out a bit how they let me do the 400 meters afterwards with all the blood i don't know complete bs but i still came second what your knee collapsed during a high jump that's oh what do you what do you mean by collapsed like oh dear that's really bad and he knocked himself out a bit and he was covered in blood and then he still did 400 meters (laughs) i mean a bit of a humble brag as well but oh by the way i still came second good for you (laughs) jesus christ Right, oh, I don't know if you can hear the barking right now. <laughs> yeah, love it. Playtime is happening. Angela Foster Swales at Sparkly Ange. That's really loud. Angela Foster Swales at Sparkly Ange says, running the Cardiff half with a torn glute that still wasn't healed. Oh, God. It was four hours it took me to complete and I was in agony. I bet. Jesus Christ. Definitely a low. Yep. But also amazing what you can do when you dig deep. No, Angela. <laughs> um, amazing what you can do when you dig deep. Have an amazing friend that was with me every step of the way and I'll stub in. Angela, you know what you can do? You can get a really bad injury. That's what you can do. God, that's not a friend either. A friend that says, keep going, Angela. Keep going. No, that's not a friend. Friends tell friends with torn glutes not to run Cardiff half. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, four hours as well on that. That's bad. Mate. How are you now, Ange? How's it going? Uh, uh, Kessie Donnelly, at Kessie Donnelly, says, I've been unable to run for six months now after tearing my ACL and needing surgery. It'll be another six months at least until I can run again. That's if I don't need yet more surgery in the meanwhile. With a teary emoji. Is meanwhile a word? It is. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Meanwhile. Oh, yeah, but not in that context. Tearing your ACL and then being out for a year. Yeah, that's what I said there should be, yeah. (laughs) Oh... I cringe when I hear about people tearing muscles and ligaments and shit. I just, I can't take it. Oh my God. I'm convinced that something, I tore something in my knee that time I had that really bad knee knee injury. So, which still isn't 100%. Whenever I hear, read stuff like this, it makes my knee hurt in sympathy. Yeah, out for a year. God. Katie Healy at Healytron says, waiting a year 
and a half for my injury to be correctly diagnosed, then being told it will likely be another year before I can start running again. Hashtag injuries are bullshit. So I know that Katie's been out from running for quite a while now. Yeah, this is and why. with this mystery injury. Katie, what is this injury? You didn't reveal, like, where's the closure? Yeah, this is Katie who uh, walked the Loch Ness Marathon. It's kind of a very civilised stroll she had in about six hours or so, but... Being told it's another year if we can start running again. Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. But let us know what it is, Katie, because uh, I'm desperate to know. <laughs> oh, yeah. If there's any juicy details, any surgery details, any yeah. photos, that'd be terrific. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> I think they where I'm saying like, oh, I hate when people tear muscles. I can't take it. Then like, send me photos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to see it for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, we have had an email here and Peter Galvin has kindly emailed us about his really tough year. It was interesting when I was reading this because I, I don't think we ever expected to get such really serious emails. And you know, a lot of our emails are just like the above. Like, I'm a dickhead and I did this. But, you know, a huge thank you to Peter for getting in touch and for listening all throughout this year. And also glad to hear he's an Assam tea man. So that's an excellent tea. So um, it's kind of summarized this email because it was quite long and he said that was okay. So leading up to 2019, Peter went through a series of operations, but was back running. And after a great race, drinking free beer with a hundred clubmates in Cyprus, he was given the devastating news his father had passed away after being diagnosed with a type of lung cancer in December. By May, he was back to running a half marathon, his first in three years, but a week later, tore his hamstring. And a week after that, his son had died in a tragic accident. Jesus. Having to cope with these two big losses without the mental benefits of running uh, was incredibly difficult for him. However, by August, Peter was back to training for the Great North Run and then halves in Northampton, Silverstone and Lanzarote. <laughs> One of those stands out from the rest, doesn't it? And now has his eyes set on the Manchester Marathon. Peter said at the end of the email, 2019 was bullshit. I lost a lot and I learned a lot. I gained about £21 as well. Things can and will get better. Time helps, as well as memories we cherish and treasure. By the way, event t-shirts are utter bullshit. An XL is either a medium or a 2XL. <laughs> so, you know, thanks for finishing on that uh, note as well. But yeah, God, what a... That's a hideous year that Peter's yeah, had. That, yeah, it, just, it was just one thing after another, wasn't it? Absolutely awful. Sorry to hear about your really shit year, Peter. But, like, congrats on getting on with the running and doing all those half marathons yeah four half marathons in the end of the year and it kind of it does make you kind of sit and appreciate sometimes how normal well certainly for me how normal my life is i think you know i've managed Mm. to avoid a lot of these kind of things you know you hear about a lot of others i know you can't always dwell on well this person's got it worse than me so i can't be sad obviously you know you can always be up and down you can't compare yourselves to others but i think it's kind of interesting just to to reflect on some of the things that other people go through and as we've said, you know, when you see people out running, you don't know what they've gone through and you don't know what they're coming from. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's just something to, to bear in mind when you see people and when you're talking to them about the about the, what they've been up to. Yeah, and, and also a reminder that running can be a great way to sort of cope with these things, to cope with mm. these tragedies and these things that life throws at us all. Not just the running itself, but also like your clubmates and so on, that, that social aspect as well. Mm. So... I think that's a bit of a testimony to that. Yeah, the fact he was with a hundred clubmates in Cyprus is kind of amazing. Mm-hmm. That shows what a what he must. I don't. I don't think he actually said what the club was, but obviously that shows an amazing kind of membership and kind mm-hmm. of friendship there. That many people will travel that far for a race. That's fantastic. I love mm-hmm. that. And you're right, event t-shirts are utter bullshit. The sizing is always off. Uh, you know what? The, the t-shirts I tend to keep are the ones that are like that 
perfect size because I have noticed on very very rare occasions one out of every 100 t-shirt will be like the most amazing t-shirt you've ever been given it's just like the perfect size and you're mm-hmm. like holy shit but uh, yeah that's like a one percent chance of getting yeah. it and when you get it hang on to it always and all the rest of them are square <laughs> yeah yeah they oh god I think it was Cardiff 10k a couple of years ago it was literally a square it was the most bizarre fitting t-shirt I've ever witnessed because it was really short but it was it, actually it was a fucking rectangle but like vertically uh, horizontally <laughs> horizontally a horizontangle so it, it, yeah, yeah, basically. I, I remember getting it and thinking, it was like some <coughs> weird sort of fashion thing. Anyway, I'm not, I'm not going on it. It's just, you can tell it's deeply affected me. I got rid of it, but yeah. Well done. <laughs> Amy, this needs to be a bullshit running news theme befitting oh, of an entire year. It's time for you. Go. Bullshit. <laughs> What was the clap? What was that? <laughs> to rile myself up. It was it's a really... Oh, right, okay. I thought that was part of it. That was a really intense look you had there as well. Right? <laughs> Remember, with $30 a month, Amy will prepare slightly for this moment. Yeah, and you, then you'd actually have something befitting a one-year um, episode. Okay. <clears throat> Bullshit. Was that you or was the Finley howling during that? falsetto that was beautiful (laughs) well done so we looked through the news that we've done over the last year a good like uh, 18 20 episodes something like that and there wasn't kind of any individual things that stood out there were lots of kind of broad themes that we talked about uh quite a few times the first one obviously was a really big one this year uh was the london marathon which just came up again and again with all kinds of things that were just complete bullshit so one of the first ones we saw was the fact that no medals were given out for guide runners and obviously it's not a new thing but it's something that was raised so people that were guides for visually impaired runners even though they run the complete marathon and complete it uh they don't actually get a medal Uh, they don't get a time they don't actually have an official number which we just thought is such a shitty thing Hmm. yeah they've run the course i mean I get like if you're um, I get like if you're a pacer and you're not running an entire course, you might not get a medal, obviously. But if you've run the entire course, you should get a medal. I, it just seems like common sense to me. It doesn't cost them anything extra, really, for one extra out of however many tens of thousands. Um, I, so I think that's one of these things that's being looked at again for next year. But it depends on why you're getting the medal. Is it because you're running the entire course, or is it because you're competing? I don't know. It just seems bizarre because like, they're not. Are they? They're, the guide runners aren't actually competing, are they? They're guiding a runner. So in theory, yeah, they are an assistant to the actual, the real runner. But it just seems yeah. it would be so easy to give them a medal and a time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah oh, yeah, I agree. It's pennies I, I at that I, point. It's pennies. Yeah, I just don't understand the reasoning. I'm assuming the reasoning is because they're assisting a runner, and that's the reasoning. But why? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, move on now. We'll move on. Okay, there was also people pushing wheelchairs banned, which I think is possibly a little more understandable than the marathon say that every runner who does it has to do it under their own, um, what was it? 
their own steam. <laughs> they were, yeah, I didn't want to say own steam because that sounded really Propulsion. odd. But yeah, propulsion. <laughs> yeah, whatever that is. Uh, but obviously, you have to complete it yourself. I mean, obviously, people get picked up and carried for a bit, but you can't be carried the whole way. And uh, the thing is, lots of other races will have charity um, spots for people being pushed in a wheelchair because they raise a hell of a lot of money. And there was one in particular that they've run all over the UK but weren't allowed to do London. And I think the biggest story to come out of this year's London Marathon was, of course, the back of the pack runners and Mm -hmm. the whole situation with them. You know, it was just atrocious, the treatment of them, you know? Yeah, it was even to the point of, uh, it was basically people that ran over seven hours were kind of basically assaulted by some of the cleanup staff and the course was being packed away around them. The water was gone. By the time they finished, there were no medals, there were no t-shirts. This even happened to um, Liz Ayres, who was asked by the London Marathon to be, I think, a seven-hour pacer. And so even she, as like an official pacer, was still we still went through all of this. So since then, there has been like a, a working group set up. They met, I think, earlier this month or last month. And there are a lot of things in place for next year to improve it, I think, including one of the senior managers from the London Marathon who will actually be running right at the back as well, just to make sure and to make sure they get a proper experience. They can feed right back into kind of top management level about what the experience was like. So we kind of wait and see and we look forward to next year's marathon to see what improvements are made and just to see how much better the experience should be. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, the fact they had the the official pacer and stuff, it, it's just bizarre. It was absolutely yeah. a bizarre situation. But yeah, let's see what happens next year. And of course, London Marathon is also like the mecca of the stupid world records, which I'm just so bored oh of. Yeah. Yeah, I, I might try and do, uh, if I get, ever get running again, I might try and do a silly world record at London Marathon. If I ever get into London, um, London Marathon, I'm not sure what yet. I need to, again, if you pledge $30 a month, I'll have 10 minutes to think about this and do it as part of the content for the podcast. But I need something really esoteric. So if, if any of the listeners also have ideas of something very specific and very unusual, I don't know, juggling while wearing a inappropriate costume of Colonel Gaddafi. Can be. you juggle? No, but I can learn. Okay, not, not the, the question wasn't where we get a costume, you know, of how will you become No, no, that's Gaddafi, fine. But... I just like, why did you go straight for juggling? <laughs> because it's always juggling, isn't it? But I can spice it up a bit by being Colonel Gaddafi juggling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, one of the other big themes of this year was just kind of generally gender stuff. I mean, there's all kinds of it. Amy Gender's gender agenda was really kicked into high gear in quite a lot of cases. There was, of course, there's still so much about Casta Semenya and about uh, trans runners and women with more testosterone than other women in kind of top level professional athletics. And that's just a horrible situation. Again, I don't know what the answer to this is, as we say every time. It's such a complicated thing, but then so many yeah. people are just being just plain nasty about it. And there's a lot of people yeah. saying that, well, why can't we just debate it, you know, as just a straightforward scientific thing? Like, well, there's a lot of people who say, why should you be able to calmly and rationally decide whether I'm a human or not? It's kind of, oh, yeah. it's really nasty. And as we discussed before, like, in order to get to the Olympics or to get top of your game, genetically, you have to be quite unique or else, mm. you know, it's not just enough to train really hard. There's this utopian idea of, oh, if you train really hard, then you'll get into the Olympics and you'll be Mo Farah. But at the end of the day, it's more about, yeah, the training's there, but it's also you've got to have the right genetics for it. You've got to have mm. everything sort of lined up. Like Usain Bolt, he's got particular genetics that makes him a very, very fast sprinter. So... Mm. 
all Olympians are superior in some way through their genetics. But yeah. at the end, but like we talked about when we talked about this in more detail, it is more <laughs> complex than that. We can't just say yeah, so that means that it's totally fair if um, if certain people compete because of course if you're trans then you have um and you have higher levels of testosterone yeah that might give you an upper hand in some cases so it's it's really complex and yeah, it's, yeah. It, but the way it's being debated is the issue isn't it and the way it's being talked yeah. about like that these aren't people with with you know who are actual human beings and identities yeah. and all these things yeah you know? i completely admit i'm copping out when i say i do not know what the answer is and i just i simply well, i don't know a solution I, I don't know anything about it but and it's just too hard. Should, yeah, but more people should say that because people making the decisions sometimes are people who don't really know enough about it, but they're making yeah. a decision. It's like, well, actually, why don't we just stop and say, I don't know enough about this, so let's try and approach this from ground level and figure out what's yeah. happening. You know? Yeah, there was also uh, Alicia Montano who spoke out against Nike. There's a lot of Nike shit. Um, about the lack of maternity leave and support and planning for pregnancy. So top-level athletes, if they get pregnant, they're just cut off. They don't get paid. They lose, in, in particularly in America, they lose their health insurance because they're pregnant. And then when they come back after it, they're expected just to be straight back into medal contention to be able to get their funding back. So there's no kind of real maternity leave. There's no planning. There's no money. So she had to she had to run a... I think it was like an Olympic or World Championship qualifying event when she was eight months pregnant, which is incredible. And I think she still actually ran that 800 meters quicker than I can run 800 meters, which annoyed me even more, yeah. obviously. And I'm surprised that they can even get pregnant with the sort of diets they're put on and the training they're mm. given, as we have discussed multiple times, how so many women on a lot of the, the training programs are lose their periods and have massive health implications so the fact they can even get pregnant as well and then when they are pregnant all these issues it's just a complete mess yeah that leads us on to mary kane and others speaking up about the nike oregon project and the mistreatment of young female runners and again how they're kind of basically abused uh, to lose weight and to lose their periods in order just to get those few second gains and you're yeah, really mm. jeopardizing and risking their health uh, mm. for performance which mm-hmm. is just mad We've also had a rise of bullshit news from China. So we, China has featured multiple times. It's always China. That's my Donald Trump impression. God, China. China. Um, China has featured multiple times our running bullshit news for various, like, very bizarre reasons. Um, so we've had cheaters on bikes several times. This has happened. Yeah, it happens where, quite a lot. There's a lot of cheating yeah. goes on in China. And often it's in like half marathons, which you think, yeah. you know, just, just walk to the end if you can't do it. Why are you so bothered about it? Um, yeah, yeah it, bizarre people getting on bikes halfway through races or right at the beginning of races. One of my favourites, though, was a helicopter flying <laughs> too close to runners to film them and hitting them with flying barriers. That was hilarious, to be fair. That's amazing. No one was killed, I don't think. So that's I don't think anyone was injured, no. But it's just that, yeah, the helicopter like hovering really low over the end of the course and just barriers flying around and the runners not being able to run because of the downdraft from the helicopter. It's just like such a rookie error. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was also the half marathon winner with diarrhea. That was amazing. Classic. <laughs> he had diarrhea for like the last four miles and just finished with shit all over his legs. And he was saying like, yeah, I felt it was quite bad, but decided to continue. <laughs> like, good for you. <laughs> that's the spirit get rid of the uh, you know excess weight 
And also the uh, an official who got banned for a year uh, because he directed the winner the wrong way, uh, which nearly cost him the race. I think it was like the final corner. I think the official directed him to carry on straight, running straight along uh, instead of turning. And so like the official gets banned from officialdom, which I quite like as well. I think a lot of these are because, uh, as we've said, I think we always keep saying, as we've said, obviously you need to go back and listen to these. Yeah. Um, China Running in China is still fairly new. So I think there's a lot of around the etiquette and the culture around it hasn't quite caught up they've gone straight in like marathons half marathons everyone's doing 5ks and 10ks but actually people have only really been running a few years rather than like 50 years like they have here so they haven't quite caught up with a lot of these things which is why a lot of these very strange things happen yeah because i did wonder that i did wonder is it because because of that or is it because like of more sort of the media um is more worldwide now so we're hearing Mm. about it more but maybe it's a mixture of the two but is this mass participation running in china fairly new then is that is that citation needed or is that, um is that i'm just fa- saying it is we know <laughs> I, i'm saying it as a fact but yes possibly citation needed yeah. okay. our favorite story of the year uh was this is not a bullshit story in any way this was cactus the dog who ran three stages of the marathon de sable uh, who was a very good boy he was a very good boy bless him I think in even one of the stages, he, like, they gave him an official place. So he finished like 52nd in the official stage. And they named him Cactus. Uh, he's just a dog that just randomly decided to run. I don't think he was even running with people. He was just running along and just seemed to like follow people and just knew the course. And there's a great video of him, uh, of Susie Chan on Twitter. of like She's like, here's the dog. And the dog <laughs> just comes trotting in. And there's all the people either side going, yeah, cheering the dog. The dog's like, what's going on? What? Great. <laughs> Such what was his boy. story? Was he a stray or has he been adopted? I think so, yeah. I think after, they, you know, they um they did look after him and he got adopted afterwards. Yeah, because it was like that, um, is his name Gobi, the, the dog that was adopted and now he's got a book written about him and all those things. That, that was <laughs> a similar course. sort of story, I think. <laughs> oh, that's so good. What a good boy. Perhaps the biggest story of the year, Stuart. Are you ready for this? <sighs> Fuck yeah. Ready? I don't think you're ready. Prepare yourself. Yeah, yeah, you I'm ready. Yeah, I'm, pre- I'm really prepared. Yeah, go on. Right, Ineos one fifty-nine. What? Oh my god, that's amazing! Okay. Did, you know, you know what? This is probably actually the biggest running news story of the year, really. Of the decade? No, probably not. But <laughs> of the year, it probably is, and it's just one I yeah, just still don't is. give a shit about. It's, it was it's, a very expensive. Um, Nike advert, basically. <laughs> yeah, and Ineos. Yeah, and Ineos advert. Uh, so I, uh, we've talked about that too much. Um, our top three stories that we've covered, I mean, they're not really stories, they're just kind of things that we talked about. Um, obviously, the pigeon story, the trail run, the trail run. <laughs> the trail of run course. that nearly ended all of a trail runs. <laughs> And of course, the greatest story of the year, thanks to our guest, Tom Fairbrother, who just slipped this in as an aside. I think yeah. he just kind of asked at the end, so what's the most bullshit thing? And he went, well, you know what? And he talked about, and we created the legend of Pin Skinman, the man who runs ultras in his bare chest, pinning his number to his chest. We've got so much mileage out of that. And we want to thank him, whoever he is, for being such a weirdo. It needs to be like, you know... You know, like an epic poem like the Greeks used to do. The <laughs> yes. legend of Pinskinman. <laughs> an epic Norse poem of Pinskinman. <laughs> I still I still want to know what's happening. This is going to be a Netflix series, isn't it? Finding <laughs> Pinskinman. <laughs> it almost certainly is, yes. 
<laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I still want him to be a guest on the podcast. He's very elusive, though. I don't know whether we'll ever find him. He's He sort of appears and there's sightings of him. A bit like Bigfoot. I don't you know. know. I, I almost don't want to talk to him. I almost want to keep him a legend. But if the opportunity came up, obviously, yeah, we would interview him because that's great content. Never meet your heroes. Exactly. Exactly. Which is why you don't go to park runs, so you don't run into people, isn't it? Yeah, well, people don't run into me. It might disappoint them. It might overwhelm them. (laughs) Oh, there's there's something there. Have you done a park run this year? I'm pretty sure I did. Have you done a park run after you promised Danny Norman you would definitely do a park run? You know what? I didn't think... When when was the last Couch to 5K graduation at our club? Because that's when I... Not this one just gone, because I missed most of that. I mean, that was last year, wasn't it? Oh, don't say that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Sorry. Oh, okay. No, I haven't done... I haven't done a park. I fucking hate park run. Okay, I'm saying <gasps> that. I don't care. You're not allowed to say that. You're not allowed. I, you know what? I like. I love the podcast with me now. I like to listen to that on my long run, and I get up with all the gossip that's happening at park run because a lot of shit's going on, all the inside jokes. I don't need to actually run park run. I hate five k's. I hate running five k. I always run park run too fast because it's five k. I just don't like it. There, I said it. I, d- wow. I usually do my long runs on Saturday, and everyone's like, well, do a bit of your run, do do park run, and then do the rest of it. I can't be arsed with that, because I've got to stop, and I've got to start again. I'm not doing park run. Leave me alone. My God. Okay. You're you're a bad person, Amy. That's all I'm uh, saying. But I love With Me Now. It's a fantastic podcast. I'm not really sure who does it, you know. Just, just you know, I've never heard of them before, uh, but the podcast That, is that noise there is uh, Ralphie attacking your laptop. Yes, he is. He's uh, he's hiding from the dog. The dog's barking outside. It's just complete mayhem in this house. No wonder I haven't been running. <laughs> complete mayhem. So, Amy, uh, what is next for 2020? How many park runs are you going to aim for for next year? Zero. Any plans at all? <laughs> I've written on the show notes, because I did actually look at the show notes, but not for 10 minutes. You've got to pledge for that. I've only looked at them for two minutes. Um, all I've written is, what's next for 2020? Run. Cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run. I'm going to add, you know what? I went for a run last night. I'm probably going to go for a run later. I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow. It's all it's happening. I'm getting a head start on the New Year resolutions. Good I'm for you. Doing it. Do you know what? Um, to be fair, that's not actually an awful one. Just like to say, I'm actually going to run or I'm going to run more or just, mm. yeah, you don't need to set targets and things necessarily. I think, I, no. you know, in seriousness, I don't think that's that's not a bad resolution. It's just a bit boring in a podcast terms. I do want to do the ultra again, the Vogum, and actually aim for a decent time for me like actually train for it and actually aim for a decent time but that's just like you know because things like that you can get injured very easily in training so i'm not gonna really focus on that in a sort of obsessive way um but that is sort of this lofty goal i have yeah that's it oh my god what about you have you got something more exciting well i've got my first marathon which would be interesting i haven't really set any distance targets Although I'd like to run further, I probably won't run as far as I did last year. That was quite a big year. Um, but as long as it's a bit further, if I can be a bit more consistent, uh, I'm going to do the gym more. I'm going to try once or twice a week leading up to the marathon just to try. Because before for my ultras, I've basically just done running. I haven't done any gym work. So I'll try that instead for something different. And I'd quite like to have a go at 5k again. I know you hate it, but I'd quite like to have... I go at a fast 5k again because I do really enjoy that feeling of running really, really hard, even though it makes you feel like you want to throw up. I, I mean, I did it. try. I tried before Christmas. Like my, I think of the 45 park runs I've done this year, I've tried at three of them. And the one before Christmas, I thought, right, I'll give that another go. I'll try and get back under 22 minutes. Comple- completely failed. But I guess that's kind of, that's just where I am now. So that's fine. 22.40-ish. So that's something to aim for for next year is try and get, 
some half decent 5k times again but yeah n- nothing really set in stone particularly amy how do people get in touch with us in the meantime for our shows for next year okay well let us know your running resolutions or just you know say hi or whatever you want to say yeah. um you can tweet us at running is bs you can facebook us just search running is bullshit or a bit of longer form if you like that uh, you can email us, runningisbull at gmail.com. You know, send us a nice little story. That would be lovely. We do like a story, especially if we can do a dramatic reading. We enjoy that a lot. And similar to before, if you've got suggestions for the show, suggestions for guests, things that we can do, things we can talk about, news stories that are stupid, send them all to us because it saves us doing the research. Yeah. I mean, it sorry, no, I mean, helpful. to make you feel part of the show and part of the community. Yeah. And speaking of the community, a bullshit thing on Facebook, we haven't got top fans anymore. They just got rid of them. We started reading out who the top fans this week on the Facebook page, and Facebook have just got rid of them. They're not there. I don't have the option to turn them on anymore, so Facebook is bullshit. Not a big surprise. Is that a Facebook-wide thing, or is it just us? It's just us. Perhaps, I don't know. What? Bobby's been having some words with Mark Zuckerberg. She's very well connected. Is she? I thought she'd be on our side. I was going to say... I do wonder whether there's a bit of sabotage going on. Mm, could be. Perhaps like other podcasts have reported us mm. to Facebook for going over past their guidelines or something like that. Maybe. Mm. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's Pinskin Man. Maybe it's Pinskin Man. Perhaps he's listening all along. <laughs> My God. Anyway, we'll be back in a few weeks and we'll be back in 2022 episodes a month, probably guaranteed, as long as you keep giving us the money, which we're not going to keep going on about. No. See you later. Have a good new year. Hope you get a midnight kiss. Bye. <laughs> it honestly makes me angry how cute he is.